what, what, what? It's your boy, Luke P. Sanders, and I'm super excited to be back with a brand new episode of Luke's Crazy Journey because this episode is titled, The Braxtons Are Back. This episode is titled, The Braxtons Are Back because they're back for their seventh season going on to their 10th year, early next year. And I had to do an episode to celebrate these queens because everybody loves keeping up with the Kardashians and, you know, they've done well with TV, you know, no, you know, shade to them at all. But, you know, they it's kind of like the Kardashians and the Braxtons. So I want to make sure that the Braxtons get their flowers, too, because they've been doing it for about 10 years, over 150 episodes, award winning um, show. And they've all gone off to do amazing things in their careers, promoting businesses, to doing different shows, to doing more music, and just a bunch. So I'm going to jump in. I'm going to talk about the stats for the people who don't know. So Braxton Family Values is the longest running black family reality show in history, period. It's a multi-award-winning show. It's a multi-award-winning show. Soon in 2021, Braxton Family Values will have aired for 10 years, seven seasons, 13 volumes for approximately 150 episodes, and they currently have 144 episodes. According to last week's episode, the premiere. Braxton Family Values documents the life of Toni Braxton, her four sisters, and their mother's lives from all walks of life. Everybody's walk of life, okay? From sisterhood to motherhood and from Hollywood to real life, these sisters share it all. The good and the bad while struggling to balance it all. So season four has was the longest season, 29 episodes. Season two, volume two, was the shortest season with six episodes. They traveled to countries like Italy, Canada, Mexico, Germany, St. Lucia, Jamaica, and more. And this year is actually this year is actually their fifth year um, anniversary of the Christmas album that they did. So they finally did an album together, all together again. Um, people been wanting that, so we got that. So I'll take the Christmas. I take the Christmas album. Okay, of course I would love more music, but you know I can't complain too much when we got an album, honey. But um, season five, episode nine, is their hundredth episode, which aired in tw- which aired in twenty sixteen. Season seven, episode seven, will be their hundred and fiftieth episode. Okay, so that could be this year, that could be next year, depending on how they're going to split this season up. Um, but we don't know. So moving on, my faves and my thoughts, my thoughts and my faves rather. The Braxtons are we TV? I mean, I'm not trying to get in trouble, but I mean, as far as like making we TV a household name and bringing more stars and celebrities on we tv and having shows like i didn't know who we tv was and you know that wasn't like a you know that wasn't like bt or cbs or like all these major networks whether it's a black major network or a mainstream um major network like we didn't know who we tv was you know so we got to give the Braxes their props because um they started filming braxton fan values in 2010 and it aired it premiered in 2011 so yeah, I feel like they made WeTV a household name. Everybody uses their hashtags on Instagram because of their popularity. Like, if you search the hashtag BFV, you're going to see them. And people be using it because, you know, they're going to get clicks and likes. So, um, but yeah, they sing, they laugh, they cry together. I mean, and who I want to know. This is a question I have. These are my thoughts. Like I said, my thoughts are my favorite things about the show and the sisters and the mother. Um... I want to know who's singing lead on the theme song. Because I'm like, is it Tamar? Is it Tracy? You know, I, I kind of know their voices distinctly. But I'm like, who's singing lead? You know, because I hear Tamar. I hear Tracy a bit. I hear Tony. But I'm like, okay. You know, where's Trina and Trace, Where's Trina and Tawanda? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just blending really well. But if you listen to that theme song, that theme song is like, yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, what's your favorite 
Braxton sing along. Like, okay, that's one thing that's different about their show. Like, can we talk about the theme song? Can we talk about the opener? Can we talk about the sing along? Can we talk talk about the transitions? Okay, the theme song is very like we are the Braxtons, and it's like very like I for, I don't even know what to say. Like, it's like like it's like fam, family family. It's like it gives you famous family vibes. I don't know, but it definitely does. And the opener, they all have their own magazine covers, you know, either with catchphrases that they came up with or um, things that they really talk about during the show or who, you know, the things that they capture while they're filming and stuff like that. And then they do the same thing with the transitions. So, you know, you're moving on to a different scene and whoever the scene is mostly about or just about, you'll have that sister in her magazine um, cover. Like, that's so, like, dope. The theme song and the magazine themes and um, transitions. It's like, that. now that's genius right there, okay? And then and then they also did uh, these names so people know what sister that is. Like, I'll tell you that later, though. But, yeah, super cool. Um, but, yeah, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Braxton sing-along? Like, me, there's so many. That That's my favorite part of the show. Like, that's one of my favorite parts of the show because it's like, okay, where you get the, where you gonna get that type of singing? Cause it's something different when 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 sisters or siblings period sing together. It's like a different type of harmony. It's a different type of everything. Um, but my favorite, I mean, the only thing that comes to my mind, the first thing that comes to my mind is the fertile tree, and like towards like the beginning of season three. Um, you gotta watch it if you if you don't know what the fertile tree is and daddy. Even though that wasn't official, you know that was that was like. A deleted scene, and then they did a re- rendition on season five, on the first volume. But, but yeah, it'll have to be a daddy song, and it'll definitely have to be the fertile tree. But fertile tree from the actual, you know, originally from the show. Um, my favorite seasons are season two and season five. Season two is like was one of the longest seasons, or was the first longest season at the time. It was just a bunch of fun. They were back, you know, with almost any show, period. You know, you're usually excited about season two. There's usually more episodes. There's usually more fun. You know, so I was really excited about season two. And then um, season five. Season five, I feel like, was kind of fair with the drama and with the fun, you know. Sometimes you might have super dramatic seasons. Sometimes, you know. I feel like in season five, you kind of got back to the basics. Like... The first volume specifically it wasn't a bunch of drama; it was a bunch of fun. And then the second volume, it was a little drama, you know, little spats and, um, you know, going to Mexico and stuff like that, you know, here and there. But it wasn't like an overly dramatic season; it was kind of fairly balanced, just like how I feel the last season was, volume three of season six. I'm like, they only had like two major dramatic episodes, which which was season, which was episode four. In episode 10 of the latest volume. But, but yeah, those are my favorite two seasons. Um, I could really talk about the Braxton's all day because I have literally seen every single episode and I'm so happy that I did because uh, there was a moment in time that I had a bunch of time on my hands and when they when they had all the episodes, all the seasons of Hulu, I'm so glad I watched because I couldn't watch certain episodes growing up because, mind you, Braxton Family Values came out when I was like 11, so... I couldn't watch every episode, or I wasn't allowed to watch every episode, so I finally went back and watched every single episode, and I'm like, oh, okay, but yeah, 
Uh, I watched literally every single episode. So all six seasons going on seven now, 144 episodes, 13 volumes, honey, 12 volumes, 13 now. So yeah, I'm definitely excited um, about the Braxton's. My favorite special is the Christmas one because they had like multiple specials. Like they had um, Braxton Family Secrets and um, that could be it. But yeah, they did a Christmas special and then they sung the Christmas album. They sung some songs from the Christmas album on there, so that was cool. That was 2015, at the very end of season four. Um, but yeah, I want to move on to Braxton Isms, the clink, 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 clink. Yes, okay, and banana pudding. They don't say that anymore, but that was super funny. Um, and like I was saying earlier, the daddy song, um, daddy, 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 hey, 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 to Wanda and Andre get it, get it on, okay. Um, but yeah, that, that song still like goes like viral, like low key. Like it still is like popular. Every, everybody knows the daddy song. Um, and definitely would have to be, have several seats and you tried it cause you tried it. It's like, yes, it's like you did try it. Like you tried it. Like you really tried me. So those are my favorite Braxton isms and things of the show, but let's get into the season premiere because baby, the, the way that. Oh, I got to take a deep breath because the way that um, the media has kind of been spinning this season is just been like, oh, my God. And then what the sisters have been saying, you know, how it kind of uh, conflicts kind of what the media is saying about the show. And, you know, um, so let's talk about the premiere. Let me talk about that first. So the premiere, I live tweeted, we live tweeted with um, um, Luke's Crazy Journey. Twitter account um, had a bunch of fi- I had a bunch of fun with the fans on there. They love the convo. I love the convo Miss E and Trina had about Daddy singing at the wedding and getting ready for the wedding and a bachelorette party. I, I just it was just a nice chill moment. And then I mean I don't even know how to segue into this. I mean it was something about that the wedding and the bachelorette party, but the I, <laughs> this bachelorette party that they showed that they could show. Child, man, had me feeling all types of touch stars. I'm just like, I ain't never been no strip club with male strippers. I ain't seen a man naked live in front of me in a long time. So I was like, damn, I was really like having major FOMO, even though that happened um, almost a year ago. Like that happened towards the end of last year. So I was having major FOMO, but it was really good. I really do thank the cameraman for having like, he literally had the camera like right on his ass. So he kind of gave us like we were there, too. So I appreciate that directing right there because I'm like, okay, thank you. Because I know they can't show a bunch because of time and because it's television, okay? Um, But they gave us the deleted scene during the episode, too. I was like, okay. I'm like, I know much more happened. But yeah, it was like a, a, like a, um, I guess like a spiritual thing or like a, I couldn't hear exactly what they were saying, but it was a guy and a woman. She took her shirt off and he took his shirt off so they could connect. Forget what the practice was called that they were doing. Um, Trina got upset because people were being respectful. They wasn't being respectful while they were doing that. They kept talking. Now I understand, you know, you're trying to watch something and, you know, you want to let the people who was performing that practice, you know, feel respected, you know. So I understood that. Um, and then Bishop, the stripper, came out um, and they say he was very blessed. I couldn't see nothing, so I don't really know. But I know he was putting on a grapefruit and Tracy, which I was a girl, I'm like, 
You better not have no sores, no cuts, no nothing. Because, <laughs> listen, a grapefruit is extremely acidic. Like, if you get any type, like, so he must be used to doing it. He must, his skin down there must be very moisturized and very, like, okay. Um, no blemishes, no nothing. Because I'm like, okay, sir. Because we saw what happened on girl's trip. <laughs> like, but I mean, I, if this is what he does. I mean, I guess he knows what to do. Maybe he had, um petroleum jelly on i don't know but he knew what he was doing apparently um we had a bachelor party and then during the deleted scene we saw that there was more strippers and we saw that um it was more strippers dancing in their face and it was yeah and bishop was doing stuff miss juicy was there and um lily from swv was there and qua was there from um married to medicine and at the time, Trina's co-host from the Sister Circle was there, just about. Um, I think Selena was probably performing somewhere because she just had a new album out. But, um, yeah, it was a good time. And um, I know I was forgetting somebody. And um, Tamika from Escape was there, was hosted at her house. It was, like, a good time. Everybody was there except Tony because Tony was filming um, a video. She was at a video shoot. But everybody was there. Tamo was there. Tawana was there. Tracy was there. Um, of course, Trina was there if I didn't say that. But yeah, it was a good time. I enjoyed it as much. I was just feeling major FOMO. Because I'm like, I want to see this. I have not been to a male strip club. And it's like, okay, COVID hit. And it's like, damn. You know what I mean? So I'm like, ugh. But it was it was a good time. I had a lot of fun watching. I was like, okay, I need this right now in my life. Um, but yeah. But I know, because I tweeted about that. I'm like, I know we're not seeing something from this this party. Like, I know they had. To, there's a lot of stuff on the cutting floor. Of the editing room, okay? But um, I love seeing their father. Like, I understand that there's a lot of history and there's a lot of hurt. And I'm not simplifying that or anything like that. He's not my father. So I always know that's different when it ain't your father or it ain't your family. But for me personally, I don't hate him. Um, I enjoy seeing him on the show. I think he's really funny. I think he does genuinely care for his daughters. Um, but he is a little old school, so he could be a little stubborn at times. But I do think he genuinely cares for his daughters. Um, and he was funny in a good time because she was asking him. She was like, so what do you want our father-daughter song to be at the father-daughter kids? <laughs> y'all, y'all know what he said? He said, baby got back. I lost it. I completely lost it. So that's the type of funny that he is. Okay? Um, and then we saw Miss Wanda. The fans on Twitter did not like that. I saw some of the comments. I must say it is weird seeing her because this is the only time, you know, that we've seen her besides the Mexico trip ever. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit different. But I guess, you know, I mean, it's been 20 years since they've been married. So I think, it, you know, the gap does need to be bridged, you know. Um, and for the people who don't know Ms. Wanda, Ms. Wanda, Ms. Wanda's daddy. they I'm saying daddy because that's what they call him. They call their father daddy and they call their mom mommy. So daddy's wife is Ms. Wanda. He got remarried 20 years ago. There's a story there. Um, so it's kind of a lot of friction, a lot of tension and stuff like that. So it's a bit weird. But Trina, from my understanding, this is the first event that everybody's been together, including their mother with Miss Wanda, is which will be her wedding. So child. So her wedding um, is supposed to be next week because they left the episode off with them already being in the city of her wedding. So they moved along quite quickly with the wedding. I don't want to spoil too much, but I did read some synopsis because my TV... My cable provider, they wouldn't give me no synopsis on TV, but I did go to Google and I got um, synopsis 
for episode one, two, and three. And two, uh, you're not gonna get the full wedding. Like they gonna, because of course they're going to leave you off on a cliffhanger. But episode three, you probably gonna get at the top of the episode. Um, they said it was a hell of a wedding. Okay, it was good, but it was some, you know, problems with the cakes and not getting no flowers and there's no bridesmaids. So it's gonna be a, a, a hell of a wedding. Okay, um, but they will be taking a break on Thanksgiving because it airs on Thursdays. BFE airs on Thursdays, but let me read the the third episode synopsis. So this week, the second episode will be coming on Treason's Wedding and Bridal Shower, I'm sure. Um, and stuff like that, getting ready for the wedding and all the catastrophes and stuff like that, and probably getting there and almost getting married, but they're gonna cut probably the black <laughs> before uh, they get married. So episode three, which will be next week's episode, Trina has a fairy tale wedding, but Tracy leaves abruptly. Tracy speaks to a professional about why she felt why she felt uncomfortable and gets help resetting her boundaries. The pandemic hits everyone, but the family comes back together before a big scare. So that part, I'm like, okay. So I know they documented like via Zoom during the pandemic, and they just started filming again. Um, it, so they took like a six month hiatus from filming actually in person, from my understanding. Because Trina originally said last year around her wedding time that it was going to come back in March. But, of course, COVID hit door March. And I believe Tamar at the time was filming to catch a petition. So at the top of this year. So she only filmed because they only, they started filming at the very end of last year. So they're saying that we're only going to see her doing the wedding time and stuff like that. Um, so I think they took a break at the top of the year. I don't know if they had any extra scenes. Because you know how reality shows are. You know, they might have filmed at a different time, but they'll take a scene from this month and a scene from that month and a scene from this week. And you know what I mean? So it might not be super consistent. Um, but they try to give you a timeline. So the scenes that we're seeing now is from December, quote unquote, but could be from November, October, could be from um, early, early March or February or January. So you never know. But anyway, I know that for sure that they took a break from filming in person from March to September, so they took, they took that hiatus, but they still filmed a little bit here and there um, at home via Zoom and stuff like that, so we'll see a few of those, but I really don't know what we're gonna see after that, because they're really making this season about the wedding, because everybody loves wedding, and this is WeTV, and you know, I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but you know, I, hell, I love weddings, but WeTV stands for Women Entertainment, so, you know, they're trying to give, you know, <laughs> Give us something that we want to watch and something that people want to watch. So they're making it about the wedding. But while we're talking about, you know, the show and stuff like that, I don't like how the media is spinning everything because if you didn't know, Tamar Braxton, who's a younger sister, who's pretty much like the breakout star of Braxton Family Values, who actually created the show, who created um, the theme song. She she attempted suicide. She attempted suicide in the middle of July. Um... And it kind of, I definitely threw everybody for a loop. Threw me for a loop. I'm pretty sure for a fact, you know, for a fact that it threw her family for a loop. Um, and she was, you know, the pandemic probably you get to see more things and you, you over certain things even more than you were before. Um, so she had some disputes with the network and she wasn't comfortable with what the network was doing and she didn't want to continue. And that's the difference between the Kardashians and the Braxtons. Because how many times have we seen Chloe, not Chloe, but Courtney and Kendall and Kylie lead the show and then potentially come back or they all back now, right? Yeah. 
Um, so they've been able to do that, but the Braxtons are in their contract. So this is more control. You can't take a break, you know, um, from Tamar going from her, what she said, she said that they let her out of her contract in August and she hasn't filmed anything with WeTV since December of last year. So imagine doing two and three shows. Tamar has done three shows now with, Ooh, how many seasons? Um, she did five with her spinoff show. Um, I guess kind of seven now because she's not fully a part of the new season, but still technically seven with Braxton's. Um, and then one with her docu series, I guess that was supposed to be a docu series, but you know, one of her latest series, I'll say that. So that's a total of like 13 seasons for started filming in 2010. And they, you know, so that's like 10 years already, you know, in production and airing and stuff like that combined, which is over 200 episodes. So imagine that much, you know what I mean? And you can't really stop, you know what I mean? She was able to stop and not do Tamar events, you know, but I think they kind of <laughs> was like, well, what could we shoot? You know, you can't really shoot too much because um, they got a divorce in the, the last season. Um, but that show did five seasons for five years and Rexton's, you know, they're on their ninth year in their seventh season. Um, so imagine all that pressure over 200 episodes, about like 10 years and three series and 13 seasons and you can't. You can't like, okay, I'm going to take a break this season. I'm out this season, you guys. Okay, I just need to take a break. I just want to focus on this. You got to keep going like you a machine. You know, so imagine that. Imagine that stress and imagine that pressure. And, you know, society and the media villainizing you. And, you know, the show's only showing you for one one side and not too much as a multidimensional person. And then they do, and then the next season they don't. You know what I mean? So that will be a lot. And to do a show that you want to do that differently, but you can't do it with another network because it's documenting your life, that would be a lot. You know what I mean? That, that's that type of control is a lot. You know, she had the number one shows on the network with Tamar Vincent and Brexton Family Values. So the pressure of that. So I don't like that people are still saying stuff. I'm like, she tried to commit suicide because if this was a white person, it'll be taken differently. Now it's like, oh, Tamar being Tamar, no. I think people who, they don't get it, who have never been suicidal or almost had a suicide attempt or have ever de- dealt with mental health um, or who have admitted that they have those, had those moments or had mental health, you know, crisis. I don't think they really get it or they fully grasp it because that's not a laughing matter. That's not somebody being dramatic. That's not, that's a cry for help. That's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a lot. That's something you need to take seriously. That's not somebody being a diva or doing no that's serious you know just imagine all that pressure you know so i'm here with you table i'm here with you sis i'm not here and saying stuff i'm always you know boosting you up and leaving you positive comments and stuff like that because you know i understand i don't understand from the standpoint you know from actually living it and experiencing things that she's experienced but i do i have experienced some of those things and just you know, in my lifetime so far and on a smaller scale. So I can only imagine on the scale that she's at, you know. Um, so I'm right there with you. But um, but yeah, this year, despite that, it's still been a good year for her uh, career. Besides the network and the show and stuff. She had a brand new show come on in spring on VH1 to catch a petition, which was super dope. Um, and she came out the gate. They aired like what twenty episodes of the season one. People don't get twenty episodes in season one. Like that don't happen no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was really dope. Um, she just did a film 
Um, she released a song that was on the charts for forever. Um, she's been doing really big um, press interview. Big. She's been doing really big press interviews and stuff like that. She's starting a podcast this Thursday titled Under Construction. Tamar, Tamar Braxton Under Construction or Under Construction with Tamar Braxton. It'll be here on all podcast platforms starting on Thursday. And I think this is really dope because that's the thing that I liked when she was on The Real because we got to see more of her. And we got to see more than the three-minute scene or more. You know, we got to really, really see her heart and her mind and her experiences and her experiences. And we got to see her, you know, for who she fully is and not just a version of who she is. So that's what I liked about The Real. I think this will kind of be some form of a continuation because we kind of got to know her a bit more for those two seasons that she was a part of the show. We'll get to see her, you know, just her, though. So we'll really get to dive in deep and really get to know Tamar for Tamar. That's what I don't enjoy her not enjoying seeing herself on television, you know? So, I'm excited about that. And she says she's not done with TV and she's not done with music. And, you know, I support her for whatever she wants to do. But I think reality, yeah, that's what she says. She's done with that. But Tamar is TV gold. Like, Tamar, you know what I mean? She still is very, like, yes. You know, TV is very still up her alley and is still a passion of hers. So, Hopefully, catch to catch a petition comes back again, you know, with COVID and everything. I don't know. But um, we still got like 20 episodes to binge, you know. So for the people who don't know what to catch a petition is, um, it's pretty much Tamar and Michelle Obama's um, former hairstylist while she was in the White House. And he's a renowned celebrity stylist, Johnny Wright. So it's them, you know, somebody comes to them with an emergency or a hair catastrophe and they come and sit her down um, in, like, the waiting room. And they, she tells them, the whoever the victim is, the hair victim, um, which is real. Because, like, this, like, people have gotten burned. Their hair has fallen out. And it's it's real. So these hair victims, they sit down. They talk to them both. Um, and then they bring in the person who did it. And then he, they talk to Johnny Wright while Tamar is talking to him in his ear. And she's behind the scenes with the hair victim. Um, and they're kind of seeing what's true and what's not because he kind of... Because they're told the people who who did the thing, you know, who messed up the hair victim's hair and stuff, you know, they're told that they're coming in to work with Johnny Wright and he's going to help them get til- uh, skills and tips, which he actually is. And he looks at their work and he shows them pictures and he finally shows them a picture of the hair victims, um, you know, the the incident, the incident. So and then, they, and then he asks them, do they remember what happened? Some of them are honest and some of them not. Some of them like, well, I don't know what happened. That some of them like, oh yeah, that was a really bad day. And uh, sometimes it is the hair victims' fault because they didn't tell them their hair history and they didn't, you know, be honest and they didn't do the things they needed to do to prepare their hair for, you know, what they wanted to do. Um, so yeah, you hear them kind of just being a little bit shady, Tamar and the hair victim and the hair victim like, well, no, that's not true. Well, that's true. And then Tamar, Tamar sometimes be like, oh, well, you know, she don't look like she could do hair. You know, it's just stuff like here and there. It's like jar shade. Um, and then, um, after Johnny shows them the, um, the picture of the hair victim's hair, um, Tamar rushes out with the hair victim and cameras and, you know, she's like, wait, wait, wait. And then they have a conversation, you know, Johnny Wright and Tamar and the hair victim and the hairstylist. Um, and they try to get to the bottom of it. Um, sometimes they don't want to be honest. Sometimes they are honest and they're very, um, apologetic and genuine, and then the uh, Johnny Wright, he offers them a spot to redeem themselves. He offers them 
an opportunity to redeem themselves and they learn some new skills and they do the um they have victims hair again and then they walk away you know feeling satisfied but yeah um but the best final season which i didn't know that before i watched the tamar hall interview um i would have won it you know tamar releasing new music trina's new married and business life but we're seeing that they said this season tawanda's blended family which is not really blended because her fiance now i believe or boyfriend i'm not sure but they said we're going to hear about that too. I would like to hear more about that. So I guess I'm kind of getting my uh <laughs> what I want because this could be a final season with Tamar, you know, not being part of the full season, not a part of the show moving forward. Um, it could be. Um, I want to see Tracy shining as a star because Tracy's on the freaking um recording academy. Like she has power to vote for people who to get Grammys and you know what I mean. So she's doing super dope. She didn't have like about 5 million movies on BET and BET Heard this year. So she's doing super well. Um, music on the charts and stuff like that. Um, she had a show with Sirius XM. Like, she, sis has been working, okay? So I really like to see her, you know, killing it. Because she is. I would like to see that on the show, you know? So, and then I would like to see uh, Miss E release her cookbook because I've been waiting on them buffins. And all them, that good cooking. Um, so I would like to see that. That would be my best final season. Um, it would be nice to see them kind of like partying and having fun, singing together at a family dinner. It would be really dope to see them film a Rexton family Christmas music video. Because I don't think we ever got a music video from the Christmas album. So that would be dope. Um, I think it would be dope to either give Tracy a spinoff or uh, Trina and Tracy a spinoff. Because season six, volume one, like... I didn't know that that chemistry was that, like, lit. Because we kind of saw that in season two a bit. But it's like, okay, they are really, like, their chemistry. Like, we used to see in Trina and Tawanda. And we used to see in Tony and Tamar. But Tracy and Trina? Child. Because you got the wild card and the party girl. Okay. <laughs> but let's get into these new nicknames, okay? So, Tony right now, she's the oldest. So, I'm listing everybody from oldest to youngest. Because some people still don't know. Um, so Tony is the oldest. Um, so under her name, it says Tony, and then it says the superstar. But I would like to change these names. So I'm going to read the names that are now, that are current. And I'm going to read the names that I would want them to have now. Since it's seven seasons, like 10 years, like I think they should update it a bit. Um, I would like to see Tony go from the superstar to the living legend. I would like to see Tracy go from the wild card to the lit one, which is the same thing, but it's still updated. I would like to see... Tawanda go from the responsible one to the secret weapon because everybody tells her their secrets and if somebody's playing a wedding or a party they call her and she get it done in just a few days okay and then I would like to see Trina go from the party girl to the peacemaker because she kind of she does like the peace you know or the businesswoman because she probably has the most businesses um and then Tamar go from the diva to the unfiltered one because I mean it depends how you look at the word diva but yeah but uh let's go through these businesses honey from 2020 the braxton business okay so tony this year released a new hit album tracy is an actress in multiple movies like i said on bt and bt her had a new single that was on the charts tawanda released a skincare and nail line okay um i really do want to get that skincare because all the stuff that she was saying all the testimonials those testimonials really was will testimonials really will promote your business okay 
Um, so I want that. And then Trina has scented candles, a bar chick brand expansion with hot sauce and shot glasses. Um, and she has bar chicks, her bar with uh, tapas, right? Wine and tapas. Um, and then she has another location. But I'm not, but yeah, she said we'll see more of that this season. So, and then Tamar has multiple new series this year and a new single and a new movie. Okay. But yeah, that's it. I talked about the premiere. I talked about the stats. I talked about the sisters. I talked about the name, their, you know, their names on the show, the nicknames. Um, and if you can hear all that, I am at home still like everybody else, especially quarantining now since the numbers are up. Okay. Um, but that's the train. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I definitely wanted to give my sis, my sisters, um, their flowers because I mean, they're the freaking longest running black family reality show in history. And yeah, they deserve their flowers for sure. Everybody talks about the Kardashians, but let's put some respect on the Braxton's too. Okay. Let's talk about both. Okay. Um, so make sure you follow your boy at Luke P. Sanders on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow us at Luke CJ Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon. Listen to us every Wednesday at 12 Central. And don't forget to stay woke and to spread love. What's up? It's your boy Luke P. Sanders, if you already didn't know. And here's a message from our sponsors at Buzzsprout. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you. Get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. We use Buzzsprout to talk to people just like you. So start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space. If you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Say what? You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop in other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world.